and welcome to Shelf Check, a podcast about books, pop culture, and black-eyed peas. Shelf Check comes from Arlington Public Library in Arlington, Texas. I'm Miranda. And I'm Tamara. Let's talk. So, uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about some phrases and customs that we will often see as universal or seem very natural and we understand what they Mm -hmm. are. They're a shared Mm -hmm. language, but that you never realized were specific to you and to where you live and to the group that you live with until you meet someone or, uh, from outside of uh, your area or visit other locations. And uh, one of the, I, I'm totally going to say this wrong, but basically the idea is, I think there's a quote somewhere, some, someone said, it's basically like, you never know your own country until you leave it. It's true. It's so, true. And, yeah. and you mentioned Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Which I will be honest was my thing that <laughs> I didn't even know about until Absolutely. I started asking people about it. It struck me as odd when I had a conversation with somebody who was not even in another country. She was just on the uh, in on the other side of the United States. Mm-hmm. She's in uh, uh in Boston and I was like so what are you eating for your uh, traditional New Year's Day meal and she looked she said to me what do you mean New Year's Day meal I don't even understand and I said you know like black eyed peas and she's like why would anybody eat black eyed peas <laughs> and that is a traditional thing not only with me and my family mm-hmm. but I think that anything that I've seen around us in southern culture right. of you know the, the southern United a States region a of the large US. region of the US has black eyed peas in fact there's a whole restaurant that kind of caters to it right you know <laughs> black eyed peas black eyed peas <laughs> yeah and so but as as we talked about in a previous mm-hmm. podcast I asked you guys that question and mm-hmm. you all had different answers yeah it was so interesting because i immediately was like oh yeah black eyed peas i mean that that's a thing that i've done as well i've grown up in texas was born in texas both of my folks are, are native texas as well um and so that's a thing that like i never even really basically as soon as you brought up the concept that it's not like a universal thing i mm-hmm. went oh that totally makes sense if you think about it for like a second but i had never thought about it right so i was like oh i was surprised even in that episode i was just like Oh, yeah, I guess, like, Boston wouldn't do black-eyed peas. That's <laughs> not, not necessarily a northern crop. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. that was kind of interesting. And that, that whole discussion that came as one of our earlier episodes made me think a lot about this, and me discuss this as being an interesting mm-hmm. topic to cover, is just um, things that, that you might find odd as concepts or vocabulary or ter- turns of phrase from other places and things that we see as perfectly normal that people who aren't like in our sphere would be like, what's that about? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's it's always, I I am endlessly fascinated by the things that I thought were like universal that aren't. Uh, Yeah. That that are, (laughs) that are not our cultural differences and you didn't even realize it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even stuff like, even when I was younger, I was really, really interested I guess I didn't really think about it it was really just a case of not really examining it too much was like brands 
mm-hmm. brands that you're just familiar with and then and then like people just don't know the shorthand of it like bluebell being like a very specific thing you know, oh, right. ice cream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not only being something to texas and some other parts of country but like they by design really only sell out to certain area regions of the, of the country because they want to ensure like a fresh product so they're, they're not even trying to be national Right, but it is yeah. so much entrenched in this area that mm-hmm. uh, I prefer Bluebell to other ice creams. So do I. <laughs> and, and, and yes, and it became weirdly one of those things where not only where I was like, oh, okay, everyone has this. No, not everyone has this. And also, well, it's just a better one. Too bad for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I like went through a thing where now weirdly part of Texas identity for me is Bluebell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you ever I... seen those maps that are whatever for survey it is? What's your favorite fast food? What is oh, your favorite, so. you know, this or that? And and they would try to, to pinpoint what what each state oh like uh, yeah. liked better based mm-hmm. on either their purchasing profile or surveys that have gone out mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, there's always this ginormous debate that's not right that doesn't <laughs> like one day it was uh, in and out burgers for texas and everybody's like what, what do you mean i know i'm also like out? that's a california thing we're water burger i know i was like what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, you just immediately, immediately were like, what? My my facial expression was like, huh? (laughs) I I remember, I think I saw one once that was a little bit like, what do, what, what do people call soda, basically? Oh, yeah. You know, soft drink, soda, pop, whatever, you know, all these different things. Or Coke, even though we're Mm -hmm. a Dr. Pepper area, we still call it Coke sometimes. Even if you mean Dr. Pepper, you're like, I'd like a Coke. What kind? Okay, I want to try it. Well, I'm definitely a soda person. Yeah, me too. I I don't necessarily, I'm very, 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 very specific at the kind of soda I drink. So I am very specific as saying, this is what I want. And so I'm not, I don't. Uh, mess around with that because otherwise yeah. I'll get something I don't want. And I, I'm 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 a Dr Pepper person, so yeah. that kind of cuts through everything else because you just say Dr Pepper and that's what you mean. Right, exactly. Um, and hilariously, because I've done cruising in the past, and I will say this slightly caught me by surprise. And then again, I thought about it for me. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like the first cruise I went on was out of um, Seattle to Alaska, and it was mm-hmm. Princess Cruises, and they didn't have Dr Pepper. They had How Coke. They just had, <laughs> they had Coke products. And I was like, all right, I'll have a Sprite or whatever. And that was fine. Um, but I didn't, I was like, oh, I wish they'd had Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And then, like, I went on a carnival cruise out of Galveston. They had Dr. Pepper. Uh, yes. <laughs> so it was like, so, they know what they're doing. <laughs> okay, so this is not really the topic of this conversation, but Dr. Pepper versus Mr. Pip. I like Dr. Pepper better, but I like them both. Okay, for me, it's Coke versus Pepsi. Pepsi, go away. Go Don't away. Anywhere near me. It's like where they're like, oh, is Pepsi okay? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a commercial that that was in the Super Bowl, I think it was, and that that was one of the things they went through this whole mm-hmm. whole thing, and then they were like, and is Pepsi okay? And the answer is always going to be no. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, for me, it's like Dr Pepper in general, and then after that, a variety of Coke products, and if that's not available, I'll just have water. <laughs> Iced tea yeah. is See, another option, See, too. I know iced yeah. tea is such a huge thing, and I don't care for iced oh, tea. Oh, that's another thing that goes along with this topic. Mm-hmm. Iced tea versus uh, in this area yeah. is is 
well known, but yeah. if you go to the north, if you mm-hmm. go to like New York or whatever, they have no idea what iced tea is. Right, like a sweet tea. Or like a sweet they, tea. They don't get that. Like you might get a fruit iced tea mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, sweet tea is such a common thing here. Like sweet tea, like you would have like functions at schools and things like that, and it'd have like water and iced tea. Mm-hmm. Like it was on the same level. Mm-hmm. You could have one or the other. And then right. other places are like, what are you talking about? Why would we also have tea? <laughs> So it's kind of funny. And I don't care for iced tea personally. I, 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 that's just me being weird. I'm not a sweet tea person, but okay. I do like iced tea with, with yeah. different things. I like in it. tea. I like a I like um I'd like a like a black tea, you know, with milk or something like that. Usually I'm I'm more like with a milk, even if it's iced. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I want to not, so, cause there's a difference. There's like a tea that mm-hmm. has been brewed and mm-hmm. then you ice it. So mm-hmm. like, like a mint tea, a black tea, things like that, that are cold, but I don't like sort of the, there's a specific type of like blend that is iced tea or sweet tea. Right. And I don't care. For that. <laughs> I don't know why. And I'm the opposite. Right. I, I'm not a big fan of teas unless they have, uh, fruity flavors to okay. them or something that's flavorful. Right. Uh, when we're talking about a hot tea or, or the type of brewed tea that you're talking about. Yeah. That being said, when it comes to my iced tea, I cannot have any fruit in it. Mm. I do not like lemon or anything else. I mean, that. tea is kind of its own, almost its own episode of like, if you're looking at like milky teas, Mm-hmm. Like a hot milk tea is more British, but a cold milk tea is more like from a boba tea shop or something like that. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so much weird crossover between them. Okay, the but we is... have really digressed <laughs> off the topic. Not so... just food. Not just food. <laughs> we're, about, we're not just going to talk about tea. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I do. But but foods are an interesting thing because, like like we said, it really the, is the custom with the black eyed peas for for New Year's mm-hmm. and just the very mm-hmm. concept of having a New Year's meal or a New Year's dish is odd for some people. So we, I grew up. I grew up doing black eyed peas. I also grew up doing buñuelos on New Year's Day as well, which is the tortillas that are fried mm. with oil and then sprinkled with mm, cinnamon and sugar. They are lovely. Um, and so like, like that's the traditional. That sounds thing. like a dessert to go along with your <laughs> with your black eyed black eyed peas. Right? Yeah. So that's another thing that is pretty traditional in my family mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I wanted to go over one one of the things that I thought was really interesting. Was when I was doing a little bit, a little bit of quick research on this. I wanted to, I wanted to find some things that are interesting that people find out about America, and some things that Americans find out about the rest of the world. And I did a couple cursory researches, and I'll tell you what, the rest of the world thinks we're weird. Because <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just say full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be kind of the first time I'm hearing any of this <laughs> stuff, so that you're going to get real time reaction from. Right, because almost every time I did a, I did multiple Google searches on a couple different things, and so many of them were like, 15 things other other countries find weird about America. Even when I was looking for stuff, Americans find weird about mm-hmm, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So apparently, for whatever reason... But we, we yeah. rule the, the yeah. internet, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess we just want to talk about ourselves. But I did want to get into some of them. Let's go ahead and jump into some okay. phrases and things. That I'm I excited. I can't wait to hear this. And I love, I love this because the, there were some that I was like, yeah, I get that. And some that I was like, yeah. oh, why don't other people <laughs> say that? Which then made me go, why, why do we say that? So a couple of them, a couple of them that are uh, sports related, which totally mm. makes sense to me okay. because sports are going to be different, obviously across regions. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the whole football mm-hmm. and football idea. Oh my American gosh! Don't foot- even get me started on football. Like, you know, like American what, football or soccer or whatever. Yeah, you American say. football is the thing. I don't know what why uh, we have to call the other football. I don't understand that. Well, they had that. it first. <laughs> they also okay, use the, they also use their feet more. 
But anyway, but I thought it was interesting. One of them that totally made sense as soon as I thought about it was the term Monday morning quarterback, mm, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I mean, we understand right. that sort of like someone who's had the distance to be able to like think about it. They weren't there during it. And they're like, oh, well, here's what they should have done, obviously, which is obviously. And it's usually yeah. like, uh, Miranda, you're the one that made the decision. And I'm okay. sitting here going, well, Miranda... If you had done this or you had done this, this would have happened better this way. Obviously, that would have been a better decision. What were it you would thinking? have been, yes. But you have all this benefit of yes. hindsight, right? Exactly. And observation versus right. having to make that decision right then and there. But I thought that was interesting yeah. that when you think about it, because that is specifically about American football, mm-hmm. you would not necessarily, it's both about American football and the TV schedule of how American football is played. Oh, right. So, like Sunday, Sunday, night. Sunday night football, right? Obviously, Monday morning quarterback means you've had you've had the benefit of hindsight. You, you to make slept on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that one totally makes sense to me. <laughs> and then another one, which I thought was great, because the more I thought about it, the less it made sense, was a ballpark figure. Okay, so we were talking about this one a second ago. Yeah. I know what it means. Right. You know what it means. But what does But it we mean? don't know what it means. <laughs> right. Because it's like a rough, a rough guesstimate. Give me a guesstimate. Give me the, give, t- let's talk ballpark figures. How much is that going to cost? Or how, how long was that? Or how big, how big a crowd? Or, you know. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. And I was like, yes, ballpark again, sort of American baseball probably is where that's mostly coming from, I would understand. But then mm-hmm. I thought about it and I was like, why does ballpark figure exactly mean that i don't right. i mean the and, more and you read what ballpark figure yeah. meant and i didn't understand it either yeah because it was sort of like you don't know exactly what it is but it's still in the ballpark like when you hit a ball and it well like, go ahead and read it let me see yeah. if you can find it in here i just found that such an, an an interesting one um that i just didn't i didn't completely understand the more i thought about it and actually i'm not finding it on here oh here we go um so, so, oh, I love that it says here, so in this article it says, no, a ballpark figure isn't a synonym for a baseball player, mm, which okay. now that I think about it, it was like, figure, I, like I a... never would have thought that either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not usually what I think of as figure. But it says, you know, it's supposed to be like a batter hitting a ball beyond the diamond. Okay. Uh, a ballpark fi- figure isn't exact, but it's not so far out of bounds. It's traveled outside of the metaphorical stadium, which kind of makes sense. So it's sense. not a home run. Well, it, I mean, it could be a home run, but the point is, like, I guess it's gone. Okay. But we can still see it, I guess. Like, the actual definition they're giving still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that doesn't make <laughs> sense because then you're also talking about, uh, what was it, outside of the parameters or yeah, whatever? Yeah, outside of the, and the stadium. That's, uh, no. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's just supposed to be, like, big or, like, it's a rough estimate. Okay. But, like, I know what it okay, is. Okay, let me just say this, <laughs> that... The way that that is described mm-hmm. doesn't even really mean anything toward to baseball today. It doesn't. Okay. And the way that this described doesn't mean anything in the way that we use ballpark figure you might as even the use business Because you can term. use it as a verb. It can be like ballpark it for me. Meaning yeah. give me the rough idea. And so Just summarize it. Yeah. I, this is a very odd term because the more I think about it, the less sense it makes. So I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. Okay, we're gonna, t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna classify this yeah. as as odd for Americans and non-Americans. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna table that <laughs> issue, right? That is just okay, moving on. Which is funny though, because my next term is table that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's segue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Line it up, tune it off. <laughs> but yeah. so this is a really interesting one because it's not only something that's like that that in Britain they wouldn't use it the same way, they use it the opposite way. So okay. the table an issue would mean 
we're going to put that to the side and deal with it later. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It'll be the bottom of the agenda. We'll do that another day. But to table something in Britain has been used as in we're bringing it onto the table and we're dealing with it now. So they're literally opposite of each other in Hmm. meaning, which I can kind of see. Like, let's table that. Like, to me... I automatically think, okay, let's push it to the side. Okay. But I guess, mm-hmm. like, let's, br- they're kind of saying it in the sense that let's, let's put it, let's put everything on the table. Well, then I wonder what they say it. is pushing to the side. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> another one that we use too is that uh, let's put it on the back burner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Which makes sense to me again. Yeah. But I don't know. But you know what? Yeah. On my back burner is the big burner, which uh-huh. is what I put the big pot on to boil. So, right. you know, that's kind of like a fun that, little mer- metaphor right then and there. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I yeah. don't know. So I thought that one was kind of an interesting one that, again, it's not, it's just, just the way we're using the, the language. True. Another one I thought was really interesting was shoot the breeze. Okay. So we, we tend to do a lot. Yes. That's definitely, it's a shoot the breeze <laughs> podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that that could be the co- topic of this particular one. Right. Yes. So we're yeah, because I mean I don't know if I use that term all the time, but if someone refers to it, it makes sense. You're just mm-hmm. sort of chit chatting with people. Yeah. You're talking of nothing of importance, you know. Yeah. Which, it again, the more I think about it, I'm like, why does that mean that exactly? But it it, it makes sense. And then uh, I can understand the breeze yeah. part of it, shooting yeah. the breeze. I'm not exactly sure what shooting comes. Well, in. I think it kind of means it's a it's a pointless pursuit. Okay. A, you know what I mean? Like if you were like you can't shoot the wind, right? Like if you were to say true. shoot the That's wind. True. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's a like maybe it's just a pastime or something, but you're not expecting a result from it. Okay. That makes sense to me personally. Okay. But again, not a universal term. People don't understand that one. Which yeah, I, really I can understand why that would be confusing to people. Yeah. <laughs> Although well, we all understand it. Right. Yeah, we understand it, but yes. other people I guess may maybe not, not necessarily yeah. are gonna use it the same way which I thought was interesting. This one I loved because, again, I get it and I understand after thinking about it why it might be an American thing. It's not rocket science. Oh, well, that makes sense with NASA. I mean, that totally makes sense. Like, as in, it's not a difficult thing, therefore, don't stress about it so much. Or, you know, I mean, it's it's not exactly rocket science what we're doing Mm -hmm, here, right? mm -hmm. So that term makes sense, but it is somewhat of a specific American term because... And I think about it, a lot of the beginning levels of rocketry yeah. and rocket science as a, like a discipline and industry happened in America. I actually um, I used to sing with a rocket scientist. And we made a joke about that in, the, in mm-hmm. a thing that we were doing. It was mm-hmm. just like, um, literally, is not uh, we have a rock. Uh, I can't remember exactly how we did it, but basically we made a joke about her being a rocket scientist. Yeah. You know, like, this is not rocket science. I know because I'm a rocket scientist or something like that. You know, I I can't, that was lame. That was not funny. But (laughs) what we said was funny at the time. (laughs) I'll take your word for it. (laughs) It was not what I just said. Right. But yeah, so I thought that was an interesting one that, again, like, it makes sense when you think about it, in my opinion. But also because, like, you don't think about, okay, rocket science actually was developed, like, in America. <laughs> Originally, anyway, right? So um, I thought, I was like, oh, that's really interesting that we sort of developed that that term again. This one, you'll love. Okay. Break a leg. Oh, break a leg. Yes. Break a leg. If, leader term, good luck. Yes, definitely. Except never say good luck. <laughs> don't say good luck in the theater. Always yeah. say break a leg, but don't yeah. break a leg. We really don't want you to get hurt. Right. Um, which apparently is kind of, which is somewhat unique to America as, yeah. as a good luck term. 
before uh, a theatrical production. It's like wishing you to avoid the well, it, it has downfalls. This, it kind of has, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's sort of like break a leg, which is, it doesn't, you know, it's like just good luck on this, but we're not saying good luck because we're, because the theater in general is somewhat superstitious. It has a really long sort of thing where it says that it may possibly come from a German saying, Hausun Brinbrook, which okay. translates to neck and leg break, and might be like a misinterpretation of a Hebrew blessing, which sounds somewhat similar. Hatzlah. I'm going to say this wrong, and I apologize. It's okay. Um, Would you like me to say it? I mean, if you, well, it's, uh, it's okay. Hatzlah, Hatzlaka, Ubraka, success and blessing. So I think the okay. idea is that there might have been these terms that kind of got synonymous with each other, which were different from each other. That, be, mm-hmm. that entered the, the, the lexicon via Yiddish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then kind of fell into the American theatrical community. So okay. it's an interesting okay. long thing, but break a leg. And the funny thing is, but when I was in high school, I remember everyone at my high school was like, you can say break a leg if you want, but that's kind of like old hat, another one. Mm-hmm. That's an odd, mm-hmm. odd saying. Mm-hmm. Um, we would always say good show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that um, it kind of also kind of goes along the lines of uh, the, the play that you're not supposed to mention the name yes, of. The Scottish, know, play. the Scottish play. <laughs> and because uh, otherwise... Macbeth. <laughs> you I have just brought bad luck to this podcast. I was referring to the character, not the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> you well, can say Macbeth, the, gate, the, the, so false, king of, the false king of Scotland. That is so true. <laughs> but did... It's so interesting how how superstitious theater is. It really is. It really, it really is. is. So, I, but I thought it was an interesting one that I feel like the superstition of theater probably is universal, mm-hmm. but the break a leg, for instance, is <laughs> like just a specific thing. Huh. So I thought that was. A really I would not have thought one. that would have been an American thing, right? Which and it seems like it wasn't technically originally, but we adopted mm-hmm. it more than anyone else, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go into a couple things that I thought that I was trying to find a little bit of information. A little bit of information. Most of this is sort of anecdotal from my own. I haven't done a ton of traveling. I'd love to do more mm-hmm. outside of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not in recent years. Yeah. <laughs> but, but a couple things that I thought were interesting um, that I actually looked up for Canada, which was, um, which was, uh, and I, I brought it up with you because I was like, oh, this is kind of like one of those things everyone talks about. It's an old, it's like, this isn't that surprising with the idea of poutine, which is a And I a was dish. like, what is poutine? Yeah, no idea on that one, right? Yeah. Which, and it's, a, it's, it's fries, like potato, you know, French mm-hmm. fries, mm-hmm. which are, which are uh, topped with fresh cheese curds and then a brown gravy. So it's, like, it's kind of like a Canadian version of like cheesy fries, I guess. Okay, technically. so I, I was with melting. you. I was with you with mm-hmm. the fries and the cheese. Yeah, and then you didn't go for or, the gravy. Or the fries and the gravy. See, I've never had poutine, and I would happily eat this. I I, I, love, I would take a bite of somebody's poutine yeah. just to see. I mean, like, I like to dip fries in, in white gravy and cream gravy when I'm having, like, steak fingers or something. I dip, dip fries into shakes. Yeah, I've done that too. So it seems, to me, it sounds but good. Now, but I never I, had it. Brown gravy it has such a distinctive uh, meaty flavoring right. to it. To me, that's what I associate is, with meat. This is right? like trying to explain uh, biscuits and gravy to like someone who's British or somewhere else because, like, for them, a biscuit, like, again, it's a little bit tried. People will mm-hmm. know these things already that cookie and biscuit and the difference of these, meaning biscuit in Britain. Colloquially means 
a cookie to us. Oh, of course. Right? Yes. Yeah. So biscuits and gravy and would be a very odd thing. Dish. So they would say it's much more akin to a scone, which is often more sweet here. But it's, it's a mm. sav- sort of a savory biscuit. So they don't have, like, biscuits itself, like that they type have, of Right, well, they have scones, thing. which are very similar. Okay. Um, you know, or if, like... I would not necessarily think of a biscuit and a scone similar. And I'm not right. even talking about the sweet versus not sweet. Right. I'm talking about the texture. But I feel it. like that's yeah. the closest. Well, I think, I think, because not all scones are going to be, like, when you think, like, a sweet scone, you're having it at a coffee shop or something like that. It's much more um, crumbly. Mm-hmm. while there is like a kind of a fresh baked scone that is much more similar to a biscuit, which I've had as well in Canada, actually. Well, Britain is not something that is, nec- they don't necessarily have the best food either. Let me just say, <laughs> beans on toast, please. I don't even understand <laughs> you know, why really that was en- even a thing. I enjoy baked beans, but I've not I've not done the beans on toast. I don't know if I would yeah, do that one. Yeah. So a couple of things. Oh, another one I wanted to mention that threw me for a loop was... Um, that apparently in Canada, when you go to the grocery store, you buy milk out of a bag, not a container. See, no. I that just doesn't seem fresh to me. Well, I, I mean... Or, I, or is it more fresh that way? Maybe it is. Maybe it's better for production. But they also then have to put it into a pitcher. And I'm just like, well, why don't you have a box container that stands and works as a pitcher too? <laughs> like, and then, and like, then there's what? another thing too of plastics versus biodegradables nowadays right although i mean you could argue there's plenty of half gallons of milk that are still in plastic it's true i didn't even think about i tend to buy in a paper box yeah you know but you know and gallons you can't get a gallon of milk in a reusable container really that's true it's plastic um and then but you know my solution to that is not to buy any milk but oh okay well fair enough on that (laughs) well even a plant milk you know yeah but um and then the one that the one i just i just want to put this in because i personally thought it was crazy it's not crazy, but it just uh-huh. it took me by surprise was the three egg breakfast in Canada. Because I went there several years ago on like a, a, a trip um, for like that about just, a week to Toronto. That seems like a lot. Right. Three egg breakfast. All these all these restaurants were, were advertising they, their three egg breakfast. Did they have it with like hash browns It was and very bacon. close to an American breakfast, mm-hmm. American style, you know, with, with the sausage and the toast or whatever. They, I don't think they really did hash browns the same way. Like you had to order that extra. But I ordered it. And I was like, Okay. And then you know what? It was scrambled, and it was the same amount of food as two eggs here. So that just says small eggs. I think that says something about the type of eggs or type of chicken production that we have. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure which way that goes on that one. Yeah, (laughs) but I thought that was really interesting that they were specifying so so clearly a three egg breakfast. breakfast. But it was basically the exact same as a two egg breakfast here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's Texas or if that's America. (laughs) I think it's America. I I I do think that Mm is it depends on how we produce food. Mm-hmm. Or produce our food. That's true. That is interesting. I mean, it could be different different varieties. Varietals, varietals is probably not the term. I mean, breeds of chicken. It's true. As well. That's a good you point. Know, yeah. You know that are that are different on that. So I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. as well. So there's just so many random things that like take you by surprise. Um, uh, that I thought that I thought just were fascinating to me personally. And then like one last one that I wanted mm-hmm. to mention. Mm-hmm because I think you'll sink your teeth a little bit into this, Ooh. is that I was wa- I did watch like a video on this where they mentioned the idea of like high school athletics being a big deal and then specifically college athletics, mm-hmm. including in America, mostly football, um, <clears throat> or American football, <laughs> but being like a big deal to a lot of people and uh-huh. people outside of America finding that odd. 
which made me think about it because I was just like, it's not like other countries aren't really into sports. Right. You know, I mean, the World right. Cup and soccer or football is a huge thing in other locations. But apparently, for whatever reason, lower levels just aren't celebrated and, and the it's, same way. And it's interesting in, in America, not all lower levels are celebrated the same way. That's true. You know, um, I think it's really interesting that for most of my life, you know, mm-hmm. college football, that is a huge... It is a huge money-making product. And in Texas, high school football can be a big deal, too. Oh, my gosh. But I didn't really think about high school football until recently in my life. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't live in the same area as my high school is, but I still follow the football program from my school. Mm -hmm. And that is not – I don't think that's necessarily completely Mm – as celebrated as the college, you know, it's not as easily accessible to be able to do that. And right. so it's a little bit harder to do that. But within the town, it's a huge deal. It is a huge deal within the town. And yeah. uh, especially if you're supporting people that are family members mm-hmm. or friends or neighbors or, you know, you're the kid down the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, college definitely has a huge money-making. It's televised. It's televised. You know, the like, Madness for basketball. Right. And then you have, uh, but you have baseball, which has the minor league system mm-hmm. that is just as important in the production, I mean, in the development of a, a professional foot, a baseball player mm-hmm. as you have college as a development for a professional football player. Yeah. But do you ever in- see... Uh, minor league on TV. We're we're kind of a tier, well okay uh, we're sort of a tiered system as a mm-hmm. as a hockey fan who lives in Texas. Oh my gosh, you, know, you are um, never going to be able to find anything. Right, like I'm lucky to find NHL stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at all really, yeah. and only if I have cable. <laughs> pretty right, much. exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you'll find some Dallas Star stuff, but still. Hmm. But um, I just thought that was an interesting one. That I was just like, huh, okay. That's and that is definitely one. a podcast for the future, is another oh, talk yeah. about sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about yeah, the, the tiered sports. system of sports and what it's like to be a hockey, <laughs> okay. hockey, hockey we fan? Okay, we'll, we probably <laughs> wouldn't go that detailed about it. but Depends <laughs> on whether or not you invite me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is, a good, this is a good jumping off point to just realize that, you know, so many things that we take for granted as being universal aren't, mm-hmm. but that's okay because they're always interesting. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like I'm not, like you may not love poutine or the, even the idea of it, but, <sighs> but it, it is just part of the experience of what the world is. And I think it's, we're better for knowing about what other systems do and realizing really it it, it can be a little bit alienating to be like oh that's not a universal thing like that's not a thing we have in common but it makes you realize how much bigger the world is and how much how many more multitudes of things we have and I think that's an exciting thing and I think from a food perspective too I think Mm -hmm. that if you're traveling it's good to be open about Mm -hmm. about what uh your your going to experience because you can't just expect your typical like hamburgers or right. whatever I think the world would be a little sadder if it all was the same I think so honestly. too and so as I said at the beginning you don't know your own country better than when you leave it so mm-hmm. I think that's something to embrace to enjoy what we have but also check everything else out Agreed. And, uh, and, 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 not, and not fault others for not understanding our phrases <laughs> okay well thank you so much Tamara for joining me today And thank you to everyone for listening to Shelf Check. Music for the podcast is Wonderful Adventures by Julian Bernard under license from First Com Music, Inc. 
Production and editing by Stephen McKay, and special thanks to Arlington Public Library, system, and staff.